It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Created Equal, a new book by best-selling author and uh, retired neurosurgeon, former presidential candidate, uh, secretary of housing and urban development, to name a few things, and of course in business as well, Dr. Ben Carson. A roadmap for how America can come together. And uh, Dr. Carson, Ben, my friend, first, great to have you back here. Uh, You and Candy, you've once again put it together in a clean, clear read with this book, with your new book, The Painful Past, The Confusing Present, and The Hopeful Future of Race in America. In past discussions... I've said this with you and to you, that our diversity is real and it exists, and that is why it must be attacked or put in a box. In Created Equal, your goal, what is it? Is it to help people learn and advance? What is it? Help people to understand that we, the American people, are not each other's enemies, and that uh, even though we uh, may come from diverse backgrounds, there's something common that binds us together and gives us strength. When we allow uh, those who want to fundamentally change our society to use race as a cudgel to beat people into submission, to make white people feel guilty, to make black people feel like victims, if we allow that, then they've won, and they will fundamentally change the nature of our nation. I also, you know, want to make it very clear to people that there still are some racial problems in our society, but we have made enormous progress in my lifetime. When I was a kid and a black person came on television in a non-servile role, it was a big deal. You called everybody into the living room and you just reveled in it. And now, Today, you know, you have black admirals and generals and CEOs of Fortune 500 companies and heads of foundations and university presidents, including Ivy Leagues. We've elected a president of the United States twice. We have a black vice president. I mean, the list goes on and on. And that's just in one lifetime. So to sit there and act like we haven't made progress is absolutely ostrich-like, sticking one's head in the ground. And... uh You know, there are many people on the left who say, don't believe your eyes, don't believe your ears, don't believe your heart, just believe what we tell you. This is a perfect example of that. How do we do this is is a tough question. There are many paths, many strategies, if you will, many individuals like yourself. And look, I take on a responsibility to do my part. We all do, right? Whether you have a, a big national platform or not. Uh, you write about our external physical characteristics. So Dr. Carson, <laughs> this is what I go to your, your, your <laughs> doctor credentials. You know, you have a few of those. Uh, 100% biologically, factually true. We don't control how we're born. A man and a woman, uh, a baby is produced and what comes out comes out. But, our heads are not in the sand in some ways. And I think there's a responsibility for blacks in this country and we have to help them. We being the American people get away from having our heads shoved in the sand by the liberals, by the left, by the Democrats and 
lift up our heads and say, hang on a second, this is just how I was born. Now let's see what I can do with being here in America. I think that's on us. I, I don't want anybody else speaking for me, but I think we need to help some people speak for themselves. We, we absolutely do. And we need to, to use those brains. What is it that makes the person who they are? Is it the skin color they're born with or the texture of the hair? Or is it the brain? And I would posit that it is, in fact, the brain, clearly, that makes us who we are. And when you look at the human brain, I don't care if they're from China or Africa or England, they're all the same. And that is really the key human characteristic. What do we do with those brains? How do we program those brains? And how do we use them effectively? I talk in the book about the difference between a human brain and an animal brain, say a dog. On the surface, topography is pretty similar. Frontal lobes, parietal lobes, occipital lobes, temporal lobes, brain stem, cerebellum, midbrain. But the dog's midbrain has a much better develop, is much better developed than the human midbrain. What does the midbrain do? It reacts. It helps you to react. That's why animals react so much faster than people with cat-like reflexes. But people have these very large, well-developed frontal lobes. What do they do? They allow you to engage in rational thought processing to extract information from the past, integrate it with present information, project it into the future, plan and strategize a year, five, 10, 15, 20 years in advance. What do I have to do today in order to accomplish this down the line? We have the ability to do that. We can analyze complex things. We can determine who a person is based on the content of their character and not the midbrain function of just looking at the color of their skin. And by the way, to that phrase, content of character, the foreword to your book, Created Equal, written by Dr. Alveda King. Uh, and of course, you know, we want to be judged by the content of our character. I think our fight today is awareness in such a large part for the people who are the victims. I don't know, Ben. It's one thing to have the political fight, to fight the the elitist Democrats, the amoral elitists in some way or the public figures. But you have always focused in large part on educating the people who needed to learn for themselves, take their own power. Uh how do we keep doing that? Uh, what are some of your suggestions? Well, I think we shine the light on what the real problems are. For instance, uh, I talk in a book about the wealth gap. We, we've heard so much about the 5 to 10x wealth gap between black and white families in the United States. And it's true. It does exist. So I'm not denying that it exists. But is it because your skin is black? That's the question that I bring up, because if you look at Nigerian families in the United States, Ghanaian families in the United States, there's no wealth gap. Now, why is that? Well, if you go and you examine those families, you find that there's a tremendous emphasis on education. Bachelor's degree is the baseline. That's where you start. And there's also tremendous value on family. And interestingly enough, if you take traditional American black families who have those same values, there's little or no wealth gap either. 
So maybe we're looking at the wrong thing when we try to blame everything on racism. Maybe it's the fact that we've allowed the family to break down, the fathers to be gone, a lack of emphasis on getting the best education, having faith and decency. All of those things drive you towards success. One of the problems, and I've encountered it over time, I'm pretty sure you have too, as active as you've been. And I've seen in recent example, I've been attending meetings in uh, poor areas in Miami. You know, they have these advisory boards. And I saw something I hoped would not be as prevalent, but it still is. Older blacks age group around 70 or so, that generation, just to put it in perspective for everyone listening, who are incapable of understanding how business and laws and things work, even to hold a meeting, who are bound to control of the people around them, literally spewing, in plain terms, Ben, BS, But I look at decades of failure. The reason I'm at these meetings is because there are discussions about doing a a project to help. And you and I have been in part of this area in Liberty Square uh, when you were Secretary of HUD. And the failure is decades old because the wrong people are both incapable and at the same time maintaining power and not letting others come in to help. So we're hurting ourselves. And that is such a big problem. People who are jealous about their power and about their control, and they have, you know, not the slightest concern about the people. And it's a big problem. And, you know, one of the things I emphasize constantly is the power of a good education. It doesn't matter where you came from. In this country, if you get a good education, you write your own ticket. But here is a big problem in our country. The way that education is funded is funded based on the neighborhood that you live in, the millage taxes. So if you live in a poor neighborhood, there's not much money that's devoted to the school system. If you live in a wealthy neighborhood, there's a ton ton of money devoted to the school system. What that does is perpetuate this unevenness in the way that people are educated And I think that has a lot to do with the the wealth gap and with with success in our society. How is, you know, and you and I have talked about this enough times, you know I asked the question, the how matters. Uh, You know, trying to get younger people, and your point about education obviously primarily focused on younger people, uh, how do we bring them back into these situations? I mean, Ben, you, I, I don't know if you remember, in your early part of your term, you and I were in a meeting. You were there to help. In, uh, it was in Frederica Wilson's district in Liberty Square, for those of you that know this area. Once a segregated community literally had a wall. And there's so much potential there. There's so much potential in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, Camden had its really bad days. Uh, Now I'm not sure where it is. Other parts of the country. How do we bring the young people back or the younger generation back into these areas? And do we have to, I don't know if it's admit or accept, that unfortunately we've lost some along the way and we need to move forward? 
Well, I think we have to be aggressive. Uh, we, we can't be passive. We can't stand in the corner and complain and then just put our heads down and hope that no one calls us a name. Uh, you know, everybody has a sphere of influence, and we get to decide what happens in that sphere of influence in terms of how we treat other people, the kinds of opportunities that we make available to other people, what kind of investment are we willing to do ourselves. And if if we all sort of start thinking that way and open up conversations, that, that's critical, particularly when you're dealing with young people. Because you've got to realize these people have been indoctrinated from preschool. And they've been told all kinds of falsehoods. And they never have anybody who pushes back against it. So it becomes their truth. And they need to be challenged on it frequently just by asking them questions. Why do you believe that? What is the basis of that belief? And just get people, it doesn't have to be confrontational. It doesn't have to be, you know, full of tension. But engage people in conversation. And you have an opportunity then to talk about some of the truths about the founding of this country and some of the principles. And it gives you an opportunity to talk about some of the flaws of our country. Uh, I don't in any sense try to hide the fact that, that we've had some difficulties in our country in the past. But that's because we're inhabited by people, and people are imperfect. That's why they need a savior. And, uh, you know, all of those conversations need to be had, and people are shy about having them because they don't want somebody to think ill of them. Well, you're right about bravery. We need to step out there. We need to not be afraid. And if someone calls you a name, remember that old rule, sticks and stones will, was it? <laughs> you don't hear that anymore, do you? <laughs> yes, yeah, sticks and stones will break my bones, duck. Uh, words will never hurt me. But uh, this, this, is a, this is a great, this is a great next effort. And I, that's the only way I can put it about you because your retirement is working out very well uh, between American <laughs> Cornerstone and, your new book and uh, I'm sure and of course with Candy uh, your wife writing along with you the book by the way is created equal the painful past confusing present and hopeful future of race in America by Dr. Ben Carson uh, with Candy Carson and a forward by Alveda King now and you thanks know to all the good folks out there it's already made the New York Times bestseller yeah, well, you keep you keep doing it. Best-selling author, icon, lots of names being assigned. Uh, hard-working man whose retirement is just not going to happen. I still like your plan. Retire in heaven, you get eternity. Exactly. I changed. There we go. Uh, you you've also stepped we'll, we'll into. We'll be up there together, David. Playing pool. Oh, great. So I get to lose again. <laughs> Folks, don't ever play pool with Ben Carson. I'm just going to throw it out there. Don't let that man fool you. Um, let, let's, <laughs> let's talk about uh, your, your new podcast. And uh, two words that I love, as you know, common sense. Common sense Absolutely. with Dr. Ben Carson. Uh, you're off and running with your prescription for common sense. Uh, you've had great guests, uh, John Solomon, uh, Joe Kennedy, Andy Walker Pudzer. 
Yeah. Right. So you, you, now you're stepping into my world in a sense, but it's not new. You've been on the public stage speaking for years. So uh, let's talk about it. I mean, good for you. Well, basically, you know, I want people to start thinking logically again. And, you know, we live in this society where logic has gone out of the window. You know, I, I can't help but think about what the Secretary of Treasury said. Oh, I, I didn't understand. You know, I didn't think inflation. When everybody was saying that's what's going to happen. I mean, it, it was like economics 101. And, you know, we live in an alternate universe where these people just do what they want without reference to the facts. And that's what we do on a podcast. We look at the facts. We talk about the facts and how they fit into the discussion. You know, this week I'll be talking to uh, a couple of uh, prominent obstetrician gynecologists, uh, one of which used to perform a lot of abortions and who are completely on the opposite side now, pro-life. What was it about it that made her change her mind? And another one who's the developmental biologist who will talk about what's actually going on in the womb. Um, again, facts and what's really happening. And I think those are the things that make a difference. We'll be talking to uh, the week after that one of the border security authorities. And what are the implications of what's going on at our border? We'll be talking to a sheriff about what's going on in our communities. I mean, we're in a situation where we've sort of beaten a lot of people into silence, uh, particularly white people in this country, um, so that if they're feeling really guilty, they're not going to say anything when you're going to defund the police, when you're going to let dangerous criminals out when you're going to stop guarding the border. They're just going to sort of stand there silently and, and hope that they can avoid being called nasty names. That time has got to cease. And we've all got to realize that maybe there will be some pain. Maybe somebody will try to cancel you. But is it worth the fight to keep what we have? You know, as as Benjamin Franklin said, when he came out of that Constitution Hall in 1787, a woman asked him, what do we have here, sir, a republic or monarchy? He said, a republic if we can keep it. But we can only keep it if we the people get involved. And we the people will continue to do that with your urging, with your help. And for everyone out there available, wherever books are sold, you can order it. Uh, The book is Created Equal, The Painful Past, Confusing Present, and Hopeful Future of Race in America uh, by Dr. Ben Carson with his wife Candy and uh, forward by Alveda King. And uh, do what I do and check out the podcast. I did especially love the battle against corporate wokeism with Andy Pudzer. That, that was a really, really good, really good one as well. Something I like to dig into. But uh, kudos on the book. Uh, as I always like to joke uh, with you, how's that retirement working out for you? <laughs> it's, it's working out great for the rest of us. <laughs> well, you're going to be the same way when you get to be my age. 
Yeah, but I'm still not playing you. Well, actually, I'm going to play you in pool, so we'll talk about that off air. Time for another game. Tell Candy I miss her cooking. We love her cooking. And uh, we'll get together soon, my friend. Thank you. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Dr. Ben Carson. And by the way, AmericanCornerstone.org and BenCarson.com, two websites that should be on your bookmarks. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.